Welcome to Couch Convos, Centric Biz and Tech Talks. This is John Cackley. I've got Narendra Sundaram with me as co-host, and today we are talking with Sean Wallace, Eric Galuzzo, and Carmelita Resch about the Innovation Lab project, which created the Centric Virtual Assistant tool. All right. Good afternoon, folks. Thanks for joining so much. Uh, I, I really appreciate your time on this. How's everyone doing today? Great. Well. All right. We had all this energy off stage in the green room, and uh, <laughs> now everyone's quiet. Okay. Well, Thanks for we'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, what we wanted to get together and talk to talk about here was the virtual assistant, which uh, your team has put together, and we want to sort of take it from you know the ideation to reality. And so, first of all, just sort of tell us about the virtual assistant. You know, what was the problem it was designed to solve? Uh, what else do we need to know just to get started to give it a framework? Who's best at that? Eric, Sean? What's, what's, what's interesting is that is that we didn't enter into the project with a business problem to solve. We had a lot of other problems that we're trying to deal with. Uh, and there, we just wanted to try out some some technology. So as we look at our innovation process, the centric innovation process, there's like several ways to enter. There's the top down. I've got a business problem. I enter into the innovation process. I need a solution. I need somebody to solve it. But when when technologists get together, we oftentimes approach them in a different way. There's a there's a there's a tech stack we want to try out. A new a new set of things. You know, maybe some machine learning, and that's how we approached it. Um, is there is there a problem that we have that we could solve with some innovative technology that, that we needed some experience with? At the same time, you know, it's COVID at the uh, and we're mm -hmm. we're piloting a lot of new patterns and practices for remote work. We've done lots of team based or, or similar projects in the past, but it'd be four people in a room and one person somewhere else. This is the first time we've ever did anything from scratch innovation from zero where everybody was everywhere. Right. Okay. So we're piloting a lot of those things, looking to build culture. I mean, there's a lot of things that are part of that 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 I really enjoy. Um, so what we did, we we got together, we're looking at some of the things that we could solve. We wanted to do maybe some stuff with conversational UI and 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 mm -hmm. and and kind of fancy searching um, 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 with cognitive search. Um, and we all found out, you know, kind of all together realized that we really didn't have a uh, a great way to find stuff, <laughs> to, to find files. Um, there's there's a whole process that got us there. As we got together, we said, we want to do something with technology together. How do we come up with an idea? So we reached out to Centric and just so happens that there was a guy in Columbus uh, that knew how to, that had really good ideas for organizing and helping us ideate and come up with ideas and come up with a weighted uh, measuring process that gets us to an idea. Um, so we went through that process. I thought it was awesome. The thing is, is that, you know, I, you know, hey, let's do an innovation project. And, you know, Eric and I as principal architects, it's part of our responsibility to try and lead those types of projects throughout the year. Well, we, we didn't know what to do. Right. So we go through this entire process. Uh, we get Paul. Paul helps us organize and and then put puts all of our things. Helps us get together and select a project, and then select the technologies, and then allow people to put themselves in roles on the project. And of course, then um, we need someone to lead and keep us together. And 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 you know, uh, among being a talented developer, Carmelita is the is the <laughs> person that 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 lovingly uh, keeps us organized and keeps us going, which is really important as we're piloting 
people that have never worked together using processes that we rarely use on technology that we've never touched, solving a business problem that we all have, as it turns out, but that we uh, um, that we didn't have great solutions for. Yeah, it does sound like a challenge here to start off. It's sort of like somebody saying, "Go be creative," you know. <laughs> You know, how do you yeah. switch on to that if you don't have an inspiration to it? Uh, but obviously, you found your way, you know, and and a uh, and something something came to you. Any other? Anybody else want to contribute on thoughts of of that initial process? Yeah, I mean, one thing is, I thought it was really great because going in, kind of like what Sean said, we wanted to build something, but mm -hmm. what I don't know. And so we got a great selection of ideas from like all sorts of people like technologists, you know, data analysts, you know, all kinds of people. In fact, I think the, the idea for the virtual assistant uh, came from, um, I think it was from Amanov in Centric India. Uh, and, and so we, we went through this, you know, great process of, of uh, evaluating all these ideas by different criteria. And all that was really, neat to me to see how we use that centric innovation process to narrow down this initial brainstorming to to really focus in on something that we all could could really uh pitch in on and 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 be productive in so uh, my two cents Carmelia, I'm, I'm i'm sure you have you have more <laughs> to say but... for me this was my first innovation project so i didn't know what to expect <clears throat> and so i was very excited to as, as I think most people are normally to just learn something new. You know, we love to, to dive into new technology and solve problems, you know, two of my favorite things to do. So you get to combine those, you know, and we all volunteered. So we had a great participation and I loved the democratic process because I didn't know what to expect. So these ideas, the group of ideas that we came up with were contributed by members of the team. So you're talking about people that are encountering certain challenges on a daily basis, you know, kind of in the trenches per se, and just, you know, want to solve a problem, learning something new. And that's how it all came together. We voted, there is very democratic process. We voted on what the final task or project would be, which was exciting. And then we came together as a team and picked our tech stack, you know, what technology stack are we going to use to build and to build this solution? And we just kind of went from there. So All for right. me, great experience. Cool. So a lot of the direction for this was, it was really, I don't say piloting necessarily, but it was driving through seeing how the innovation process would work within the innovation lab. And that seemed to be, the, that was the primary and any sort of secondary goals, you know, building a team, anything else like that? Or is that for, the for me, and, and I consider it one A and one B, right? You know, we want to solve solve a problem and and uh, itch those innovative processes to contribute to Centric. Maybe either something we could use internally, something we could give as a value add to our clients, or maybe something that could become, you know, a a, a new product offering and a new company for Centric. But the but the B, you know, one B, just as important, is you know, building cohesiveness and 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 a team across Centric, not just in one in one locality, um, where we got to meet people and work with people that that we didn't know and and kind of uh, use that to evolve, you know, uh, fellowship and patterns and practices, you know, right. relationships and new ways and new ways to do things. 
Super. Yeah, I, I love that, uh, especially because, you know, in pre-COVID times, right, we'd have annual meetings, we'd have Camp I.O., which is our internal centric sort of tech conference that we do every year, um, where you get to see all your friends and meet new people. But in COVID times, I mean, it's it's a lot more difficult to do that. So how do you engage people? How do you get them involved in something? How do you get to know them and work with them? You know. It, uh, less than superficial basis. Uh, and so, you know, this I thought was a, a great way of doing that. And, and kind of as Sean said, I got to work with Carmelita uh, and, and, and lots of yeah. other people. Yeah, who, who were just fantastic uh, to work with and get to work with them really on some stuff that we wouldn't normally get to do. So I, I thought it was just wonderful. So what I'm getting from what you just said that Eric uh, this is all sort of a, a passion project. It wasn't anybody's full-time job. Did I get that right? I'll okay. Mm -hmm. I'll volunteer. Okay. I'll volunteer. Super. Mm -hmm. uh, so first of all, I'm going to quickly summarize for the purposes of our for the uh, benefit of our listeners. The virtual assistant, as I understand it, is a, basically a tool you guys ended up developing to help people find things out of a knowledge base, such as uh, you know the SharePoint and the whatever we call it within uh, within Centric. Uh, so that was what we came up with as something to, that would be useful and probably has a lot of uh, application, particularly if anyone for anyone who's ever used SharePoint and can't find a darn thing, like me five times this morning. What were the ideas that didn't make the cut? Anything fun? Did you you get anything? I, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember, the, but, but I guess, unfortunately, I don't remember, but we had uh, four ideas through this process, we basically came up with like four front runners, and this mm -hmm. was actually only the winner by a hair. I mean, hair. it was it was a close race. So there were definitely some other great ideas which will help us when we're trying to come up with ideas for the next project. <laughs> keep, keep that list. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So did was there any politicking involved? Anyone really pushing this one idea? You know, well, if you had the idea. It was uh -huh. your job to pitch that idea to the team. Okay. So it was your job to make the case. And then and then the team team went and 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 filled that out. And that's kind of how we get it, it was it and I was looking for the list of ideas. I'll probably find it here in a second. But uh -huh. um you know, they're all very good ideas. Lots of Lots of uh, something that could have been a quick number two uh, that we yeah, might start pretty quickly. If I wanted the list of all the really bad ideas, oh, never mind. Keep it. The yeah. good ideas are good too. <laughs> yeah, all, all the bad ideas came from me. So, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you you've gone through. You got an idea. Uh, for first, well, next thing, tell me about the team. Who was in? How many people were involved? And you, you've already mentioned so, that it was sort of on a volunteer time basis. So what what I did was as I I shot a note. So remember, um, I'm betting on the fact that the profile of somebody who works eccentric is somebody that likes to participate in things like this, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, uh, I know when I talk to people, when I interview people that are going to come here and work, you know, I always talk about what do you do for fun, what things do you read. Hopefully, right. some of it is computer science related for the technologists that we're bringing <laughs> in. Right. So we're hoping yep. we're betting on the fact that it's that it's the profile of the person that we have. In fact, we're not betting on. I know it is. I know there are a ton of people here that are always wanting to do uh, interesting things. We have a community, a, a technology community of technologists and people that are aligned with technology eccentric that we call Centec. So there are you know, all the people within Centric that 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 like to be aligned with these types of things will can subscribe to this channel and Microsoft Teams. And I put a, a note out there and we got 
30, you know, a little less than 30, uh, uh, 30 requests of people that would want to, uh, that would want to be a part of it. When it comes down to it and we started to do work and, and people that were aligned to the process, we had about 10 people that contributed mm-hmm. meaningful, meaningful work to the process from all over Centric, Centric India, several business units, some of our various locations within Centric uh, and national national employees as well. We had the op, we we engaged with Brian Cedor and his team from the Centric Innovation Lab to get some guidance and to let them help us through that process coupled with some other some other people that came in just to help us get organized. Um, and then kind of when we started the project kind of went away. So it turned out to be kind of a combined armed exercise of everything that we have and every kind of discipline or person that we have within Centric coming together to to be part of a team. It's very, 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 very interesting, very, very rewarding. Um, and I was very happy to be a part of this group. All right, cool. So uh, who's best to take us through sort of the design and development and the, uh, you know, the, the fun stuff that went on there? Carmelita, are you the best for that? I would have imagined. <laughs> so for for me, it's kind of funny because originally, you know, we were a self-managing team. Right. So you didn't necessarily have to be what you do in your daily, you know, daily work, right? So for me, uh, personally, I signed up in an architect role uh, just because I, I that's something I would like to do, you know, in the future. So we started out and and we quickly found out uh, in the first couple of meetings that you kind of have to have someone spearheading things, at least to set some type of cadence or schedule, um, yep. you know, bring the team together and kind of just keep everybody on track and moving. So I did volunteer for the PM role um, since I'm a PM in my daily work, and I'm really glad I did. Really glad I did. And the main reason is because of all, A, the wonderful people I met, but also, too, what I found during the course of that is you have the option to sit in on any working session. So I sat in on all of them. And the amount that I learned in that short time frame I couldn't get anywhere else. I really, and the patience level, because I was, some of these things I was very 101, and the patience level of my coworkers, I just can't commend them enough because I did learn so much during that time. And I think a lot of people did. So we started out with this very, anybody can join, that kind of thing. It was very simple. We started out with, okay, who wants to volunteer for what role? We started having um, weekly meetings because that worked the best mm-hmm. because Centric India is 10 to 12 hours ahead. So we met um, for a half an hour in the mornings, late mornings, once a week on a light day that I could find everybody open. And we had a, a very set schedule every Thursday. So everybody knew what to anticipate. We couldn't do a full uh, round robin, like a normal agile cadence, but we were able to do updates and then um, like overall updates, any specifics, and then what we were gonna do next in the project. So we started this project, like a lot of our custom development projects, um, we started out with, okay, 
well, we're going to need a design. Well, we don't have a designer, so let's go <laughs> find one, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And so we recruited, you know, very talented designer, Raisa. She helped, you know, and bring the branding to it, bring the life to it and the look and feel of the project. So that was phenomenal. And then, of course, it just kept going like that. You know, okay, what's the architecture going to be? Brought together all the architects in a in a sidebar meeting. Okay, figure out, we'll make it Microsoft only, you know, we are a Microsoft partner. Let's make everything Microsoft to make it simplistic. Okay, let's do an MVP to make the project scope simplistic. We did that. So we did this like any other normal project, at least in, in my case. And then, of course, we start developing different time frames. If someone wasn't sure of something or we had never done it before, we got everybody on a group call, anybody that wanted to participate and work that out and did working sessions. You know, um, again, when anybody was available, uh, you know, I would check in with everybody on a weekly basis. How, you know, are your, we put all our user stories into Azure DevOps and then kept track of everything in sprint style. So how are your how are your stories coming along this week? How's it going for you? So it was, it was just in that case. And then of course we didn't have a tester, so we recruited <laughs> one of those too. And and we didn't have somebody to help us do some some data movement. So um well, we brought somebody on to do that. And cool. And it's it's just been I never had anyone ever say no. And that it is the centric uh, culture, isn't it? It's been great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they anytime I would you know reach out to somebody, no problem. I mean, it it was that simple. No problem, or they'd refer to me somebody you know, refer me to someone that could help me, and we just kept going from there as a team and and just kept trucking along. You know, we had some bumps in the road, but what project doesn't? Yeah, and that really informed the architecture, right? Because you know we went out for subject matter expertise to people out of data and analytics. You know, Fessel Malik, who who is a is an AI guy and, and machine learning guy, came in and gave us a, a an hour long conversation, right? And then then you have these other conversations from innovation, and then Eric boiled that all together and and tried to figure out and do a proof of concept of our proof of concept of the tech stack that we might that we might. <laughs> that we might take a look at. All right. Well, this sounds like a real love fest, but did anything go wrong in the process? Was there anything where, you know, I mean, you mentioned, you know, if you were missing somebody in a role, you found, you went out and found somebody, but anything happen? you know, if somebody vanishes, wins the lottery, anything else, anything go wrong? Well, we had a little bit of that. Sorry, Sean, go ahead. Now, we did have a little bit of that. One, we started in the early fall. So we hope to spend about eight weeks doing this. Mm -hmm. We spent about 20 weeks doing this, mm -hmm. I, I think. So that was that was an unrealistic expectation. Um, from my perspective, at the time box, if we would stop at eight weeks, we would have selected our product and then said, all right, we're done. Let's, you know, wash our hands and move on. Um, we did have some people that got very busy, right, and, mm -hmm. weren't, and weren't able to, mm -hmm. to chip in. I guess I'm probably one of those. Um, I could make the meetings, but, you know, I didn't write a single line of code for any of this, I don't think, for anything that was in here, you know. You know, thank the computer heavens for Eric. People that went away schedules, and then Christmas happened, right? And the new year happened. So right, and those it's are strange. It's totally unpredictable. You never could have foreseen that. Well, eight <laughs> weeks, we'd have been we'd have been long done and enjoying the the spoils of our of our enterprise for for Christmas. You know, you know, uh, padded backs all around for the for the holiday season, right? Yep. 
So Narendra, you want to pitch in here? What if uh, I know you got some questions? Sure. Yeah. So I'll ask two questions. I'll try to connect the two. I promise. So the the first thing is um, it's it's not specifically to this, but it's more from the learnings from this uh, exercise that you went through. Is do you always try to solve an internal problem first? I think in, in this case, I think we were trying to solve an internal problem, maybe extend that, hopefully to some client uh, could use the same, but is it easier if we try to solve an internal problem first or do we are, are there, um, have you have ever the opportunity to directly solve a client's problem too? Hmm. I mean, in this case, I guess the, the um, argument for it was that it's something, at least for me personally, I've experienced this in every company I've ever worked for, where you go to look for a specific document, and if it doesn't have a specific nomenclature or, or naming structure or something to that effect, it's really hard to find things. And in, if the person that wrote that document is no longer with the company, then how do you find it? So, and the lady um, I worked with to create the, the presentation uh, for the pitch, she made a really good point. She was newer to the company. And she said, when you're new to an employer, that's the hardest time because you're trying to get used to everything and, and you just want to be able to find something, whether it's a timesheet, whether it's a URL to a timesheet, whether it's a PowerPoint presentation whether it's a Word document or something to that effect. And that really kind of hit home because it made me realize, you know, it can be a little nerve wracking being a newer employee, right? right. And, and you just want to be able to find stuff, you know, at the end of the day. And so that's really where it stemmed from. We combined that need with the technology of a, and simplicity of a chat bot and that's how it came together. Cool. The the funny thing though too is that you know we have as a result of this project we've actually talked to at least one maybe more than one but at least one client that has had a similar problem and has come to us for expertise about building a very similar uh, system. Uh, so so clearly it's it's a business need not just a technology you know, just not just scratching a technology itch. Um, so so that was that was neat to see and it kind of validated uh, our our initial uh, assumptions. Mm -hmm. And we've kind yeah. of bounced around a lot about about what the solute what what our solution is and you know, mm -hmm. and look at the tech stack and I'll, I'll let Eric you know talk about the tech stack specifically. but the the final problem that we ended up solving was this. if you if you go into if you want to find something, we're pretty good at finding uh, um, structured or conformed data, right? We know what it looks like. We write a little query and we get data. But it's really hard as an organization or even yourself, look at your own data and the articles that you save on your computer um, to, to put that in a structure that's easy for you to find so that you can remember to find it. So what, we're, what we really solved for was the ability to put um, a common grammar or a conversational grammar in front of multiple unstructured data sources. So if we take SharePoint or a file system or even a database and put it behind one interface, is there a way? Is there a way for us to have one 
um, grammar or one language that we can speak that would get us data from any of those sources in one result set. Um, and 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 for us, it's SharePoint, it's it's OneDrive, it's databases specifically, it's Outlook, it's whatever. And for that data to be secured. So if I get a result set, I only want things in the result set that I'm allowed to view. And I'm only allowed. Right. And if I click on something to view, I only I, I want to make sure that you know that that I'm allowed to do that. So we want to be able to. And that's and that's why we stayed kind of in that Microsoft ecosystem and that that uh, Office 365 ecosystem, so that we know we could live in that. Uh, in that security model. So we picked some technologies that allowed us to take our uh, Centric's entire um, SharePoint repository, um, the things that make up the lounge, and which is a, a product that we have internally, and other stuff, put one kind of indexing mechanism in front of that that can react very quickly and then provide um, API, a, a way to access that via an API, and then API could be consumed in multiple different ways. The API, we built a conversational UI or a chat bot uh, that you that we would put in you know, Microsoft Teams or in SharePoint that you could click and allow us to find things. Things that we might wanna look about. I might wanna ask, hey, have we ever done any work at Centric on um, you know, uh, SharePoint? Have we ever done any application development uh, you, uh, that has to call a mainframe? Or can I get an example or a, or a case study of some work that we've done in the past? So, and, and also silly things like, how do I, like Carmelita alluded to, how do I enter time? Where's the, the timesheet link, right? Um, when is the next holiday party, right? Um, for those of us within Centric that, you know, are famous holiday parties, right? Um, so those are those are kinds of things that we also hard coded it in, into into the and uh, to CVA the Centric Virtual Assistant as well. Um, I'll let Eric talk about the various technologies he chose those and made sure they could all work together. But that's essentially the problem uh, that we solved, and I think we and it was a success. We did have get results. We were able to use the security model. We were able to get all of these results from these disparate sources, unstructured, where nobody has to do anything special um, in one list, and then you have the ability to access them. And I think that that's actually a good and success thank you for listening. segue to the next question I was thinking about when you said success. And even when you kicked this off, kicked this off Sean, you said, we didn't really approach this with a problem to solve. You just, you know, you, you dove in first, right? So when you are trying to solve a problem, say a customer, instead of it was an internal problem, would the pressure to innovate conflict with, you know, trying to show some business value quickly? Because maybe we can, Innovation is all about taking chances and you know dealing with failures, right? So would that, would that be somehow somewhat of a blocker if we were to do this directly for a customer versus you know having a little more ability to take more risks and because it was an internal problem to solve that that's where I was trying to get there. Yeah, I think I think that's where we rely on the process. Right, we have different paths through the process. You know, the Centric Innovation Lab, and and in fact, our customers have access uh, to work through that process to come at it from the business side. We added another path with this project to come at it from the technology side, from the technologists, and then to work through a process of um, um, technology we would want, we might want to uh, decide whether it's a good idea to invest. And then, what use cases or business use cases, you know, might we might we be able to address with those? So that's we have that process. So so we 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 have a process uh, that gets us to the next step with the with the with the minimum amount of risk. 
right? We, 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 a little bit of investment to get to an idea, a little bit more of investment to get from that idea to a potential solution or architecture, a little bit more investment to make sure that it works a little bit, right? And then we can blow out a full proof of concept. Yeah, that, that's that's a great uh, approach. That's what I was trying to get at. What would our listeners, you know, how would they approach it if they want to think about starting some kind of an innovation exercise like that? You know. All right. So, twenty minutes. He went twenty weeks. You delivered something at the end of twenty weeks. Um, I guess first thing is, was it what you hoped to deliver? Well, it works. It works. Yeah, it works. Okay. It, 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 it works. And so, so where, where we're at right now with the process is, is that we're still working with our centric innovation lab. So the, the, the back end of that, we have to have a business problem. We have to have a way to go uh, to a market or to right. use. So we could dog food. We can implement this internally. Right. Um, we could have it as a value add. We've talked about that a little bit earlier. We also have a partner company or a sister company um, um, called you know, Team Central you know, that that could use something like this as well. So where we're at in the process right now is what do we do next? We're working with that, with the innovation lab to figure out are there business, are there various ways to package the CVA or, you know, to, to it would be hard to volunteer, you know, to spend some volunteer time. We'd have to dedicate some resources to implement it kind of full blown internally, right? We bring all a bunch more different data sources together. So we're kind of working through that process right now with the innovation lab and working with them to uh, figure out what they, what we may as a company want to do with it next. All right. So it hasn't been released into the wild yet. You know, it's, if I go in the lounge, I'm not, I'm not going to find it. Is that it? Not yet. That's correct. Okay. Well, we'll have to do a follow-up when it's out there. So just in the experience, I mean, did anything surprise you in this? I would say there was necessarily any, uh, serious blockers at all whatsoever. Um, I would say the only downside was as people, because we weren't dedicated time, right? We were volunteer. As Sean mentioned, as people became busier with their clients, you know, they wouldn't be able to participate in the project any longer. Um, so they would either do things as they could or other people would take on that responsibility. I would say that was probably the biggest challenge in it, just because it was a long, a long project. I think if it had been that initial eight, 10 weeks, you know, of course we wouldn't have had that. For, for me, I have to say, uh, as a project manager, everyone made it exceptionally easy for me because everyone was just happy to be there. You know, uh, we're all just happy mm -hmm. to be learning and learning from one another and trying new technologies. You know, we found out a lot during the course of the process. Um, we found out how to work around differing schedules, how to work around differing time zones with different sets of teams, who, what everyone's strengths were, how quickly they could, you know, uh, learn something and come up to speed. Um, you know, we had pump people jump in the project and then jump out. I mean, it was about as agile, mm -hmm. <laughs> I would say, as it could possibly, really possibly be. So for me personally, as a project manager, um, I learned a great deal about running this type of project where it's not structured at all because you don't have that dedicated team. But also, you know, in this case, we just did an MVP. And so it was very simple, right? It was a chat bot, 
talking to an API through cognitive search, right? And that was it, just to search a SharePoint library. We quickly found out, like with any innovation project, wait a minute, why does it have to be just SharePoint? Mm -hmm. Why can't it be, a, you know, a, a data warehouse? Why can't it be, you know, something else, a, a, a disparate data somewhere? Because that happens a lot too um, in companies is you have legacy data and then you have your new data. And sometimes that's may or may not be joined. I mean, it may not be in our normal nomenclature words that you would use in uh, average search. So um, as we came through the project, we kept having more and more ideas. Wow, this would be really cool to do this. And wow, this would be really cool to do that. And, you know, so all we did very simplistically was, you know, put those ideas and, you know, filter them and clean them up a bit and put them in the backlog so that if this we plan from the beginning that this might become something so right. we went ahead and built that backlog of features and with that anticipation right. so yes you anticipated my uh my sort of wrap-up question of what did you learn from the experience so we have your answer carmelita oh, sorry about that <laughs> no no that's great so eric that's right. so eric what did you learn uh well i learned a, a number of things uh one thing I think I mentioned earlier was the innovation, seeing the innovation process at work was was really great. You know, uh, I am the worst person in the world at coming up with ideas. And so uh, when I saw, you know, when I saw other people's ideas, it sparked my ideas. And, you know, mm -hmm. just getting to work with, uh, you know, that process was great. Uh, secondly, I got to meet a ton of new people at Centric whom uh, who were wonderful to work with, like, Carmelita, this project would not have happened without Carmelita. I know you said love fest, but I have to I have to call her out specifically, um, despite the love festness of it, uh, to to uh, you know point out that that she did such a fantastic job, not just organizing us, but really kind of keeping us on track. Um, I can edit that out, Carmelita, if you want. Or I can <laughs> <it>. <laughs> you can keep that part. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but there were lots of other people too, right? Folks from our DNA practice, folks from uh, EC, folks from uh, you know all, all all kinds of different uh, areas of the company that I'd never worked with before, uh, and so that was great. And then and then thirdly, of course. I learned a number of new technologies, right? I I come primarily from the sort of open source, you know, uh, world of development, you know, Java, Golang, Python, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I haven't spent as much time in the Microsoft ecosystem uh, as, as perhaps others have, you know, so I wrote, you know, uh, some REST APIs using, you know, this sort of standard technologies, learned cognitive search, which I hadn't worked with before, even though I'd used Azure a bunch, you know, uh, and stuff like that. So, so for me, those were my kind of uh, uh, takeaways and, and the things I learned from, from this project. Cool. cool. Sean, how about you? What were your main takeaways? Um, the, the, well, the big thing that always sticks with me and the one thing that I always have to remember uh, is that is that 
um, when we work in this way and kind of the skunk works process, we kind of kind of go under the radar. And it wasn't really under the radar. Everybody in the company knew we were doing something. We had the full support of the company. Um, right. But we you, but but when you've got a lot of other things to do that people are paying you for, namely our projects, delivery be, delivery becomes unpredictable. And we have to well, one thing that I don't know that we haven't solved for yet, but one thing that, you know, now we understand that that's the case. I think, you know, we're going to be doing this again here very shortly. Um, and then we're going to have to kind of figure out, um, you know, how we deal with the fact that delivery is going to be unpredictable. I can't come in and say we're going to do this in a time box of eight weeks because it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah, I think you described I, I know this has all sort of been the skunk works as you just put it there, Sean. Uh, volunteer, all of those different things that, you know, a passion project, any sort of words you want to use. But a big part of this is, you know, this does mirror the way projects often work at clients. You know, not necessarily all the projects that we are often in, because usually, you know, you bring in consultants, you have to put a little bit, you usually want to put a little more form to it, or someone's not going to write a check. But a lot of our clients have to deal with this sort of thing of, of trying to beg, borrow, and seal resources all the time, you know, any number of things about budgeting being limited, uh, not getting the right resources, vague definitions or requirements. I mean, these are pretty common circumstances that occur in a lot of environments. And picking up that knowledge, being able to, and in this case, turning it around, being able to share what are the experiences? What did it take to to make that work? Uh, I think that's sort of a a big aha for all of us here. So I appreciate you sharing all that. Uh, and I would certainly say, you know, my takeaway from hearing the story is, it just it's just a reminder. I think I knew this, but it's it's always great to have it crystallized. Is how a bunch of centric people were able to really find fun in work, right? And it's just, it doesn't have to be, oh, it's another project. I woke up. It's Monday. I have to go do work. It's, it's people going, hey, here's here's something I'm doing. I'm enjoying it. And it, it, it actually calls me – my own personal theory is that all the work we do that we enjoy, we do for free. What we get paid for is all the uh, all the crap that we don't like to do. So <laughs> – <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, the, the good thing is, as, as fun as this is, is that at least guys like me and I, I'll answer for Eric, too. Um, you know, our every day tends to be pretty fun, too, though, very much more yeah. busy. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, Narendra, any other questions or, or wrap up you'd like to throw in? So I guess my, my only other question is. How do we start promoting our innovation culture? Are we planning to do take this uh, as an example and you know do presentations on it or you know publicize it? Any thoughts over there? That might be uh, a question for Brian Sidor, but maybe these guys have an answer too. It, it is for Brian. We're going to do more of this. So so our goal our goal is to do more. Um, you know, the three principal architects eccentric, Donnie Kerr, Eric Aluza, who's on the call, and I, you know, we all have the challenge to lead uh, innovation, to help lead innovation at Centric. And part of our charge for 2022 is for each of us to lead one of these projects. But 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 the hope of that, one, it's it, it's the people that the, there's a there's people that want to participate. There are people, you know, we have a lot of creative people. We have a conference every year called Camp IO where people learn new technology and present it to the rest of the company. It's it's the profile, it's the person, it's the personality of, of, of a technologist that works here. So what we're hoping is that 
is as they see us do these things is that that these teams that we start will give birth to other teams which will, will take on other projects uh, and then they realize you know hey you know this is supported this is something and not supported it's encouraged um mm -hmm. larry english asked me he's a, a president of our company he asked me last week or the week before last hey when are we doing the next innovation project um, it's encouraged. It's something that, that we want to do. And you get support, resources, whatever you need uh, that's practical to do this. So, you know, these teams, these projects should give birth to others. And hopefully, you know, it becomes more ingrained in, in kind of what we do every day. Yeah. And so this is not, this isn't, you know, not just an internal thing for Centric. It is this, this podcast. A lot of people can listen to this. So I'm going to turn this into a shameless plug. You know, which is, A, if you're in Centric and you want to do something like this, go fill Sean and Eric's email box with your uh, please to join the next project. And if you're not working for Centric and you think this sounds great, then find a Centric recruiter right away. Because you can do this too. Yeah. All right. That's a great plug, John. <laughs> yes. Normally we don't do that. You know, I don't, I don't go for the shameless plugs here, but it just seemed too good of a wrap up. So... Well, there's a reason why we, you know, we won an award, you know, uh, for being a company that people that like to innovate should want to work for. And we, you know, we graded higher than companies like Microsoft and Google who are on the same list. So that's true. If you, if, if you, for innovation, you know, we, we're investing, we're spending time trying to get better. Sometimes we don't know all the answers or what to do next, but that's what we're trying to do. All right. Marketing's okay, going to love right? that. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks so much. We're going to wrap up here. This has been Couch Convo's Centric Biz and Tech Talks. Thanks to Carmelita, Sean, and Eric for joining us today, and to Narendra for co-hosting our discussion. Thank you for listening.